Hello, I'm Phil Little, host of the Private Investigator Experience Podcast, where we talk about the life and cases of a private investigator. I also do specific posts on international and national events that might affect our security here in our own communities. Today, I'm looking at a topic that I've been asked a lot of questions about. So I'm looking at that through my investigative lens, formed by my background in military, law enforcement, intelligence service, and global security. And then as I look at it, I apply my biblical worldview. As I check the facts out, I deal in facts, not politics. The first question is, do any countries have an open border policy like our southern border? I'm being asked that question a lot. My investigation found that the answer is no. In fact, if you look at history, there's not been a country who tried open borders who survived. Why not? Well, let's take a look at that. Every country in the world has a border, a political and sometimes physical, dividing line that marks where one country ends and another country starts. Borders are categorized based upon guidelines for crossing them. As of 2023, none of the countries in the world officially have open borders. The majority of nations opted for some kind of a border policy that placed at least a few limitations and restrictions on individuals' ability to enter or exit their country. Now listen to this. These restrictions are typically intended to safeguard national security or preserve business ecosystems. Well, how are we doing in that sphere of things? National security and protecting our businesses and our employees working in the United States. While open borders are currently extinct at the international level, multiple countries have had open borders throughout history. When you do a research on American immigration, you find statements like this. U.S. immigration is tightly controlled, and they have gone from one of the easiest countries to immigrate to to one of the most challenging countries to immigrate to, thanks to more restrictive policies. Unfortunately, since 2021, that hasn't been true in the U.S., so those statements were made sometime before that. The most common border policy in the modern world is a controlled border. Native citizens may cross the border at will with a proof of ID, but others must obtain a visa to visit and may not overstay their allotted time because these countries have laws and follow up and ensure that people don't overstay their visits. Borders may be guarded or fenced with legal entry restricted to designated entry points. Hmm. How does our southern border particularly, and even the northern borders, line up to that having a legal entry and all entry is restricted to those designated entry points? Both controlled and closed borders may be protected, but allow people to enter or visit to immigrate. And like in the U.S., that's possible through the legal entry points. And we also have a lottery system in the U.S. that allows 50,000 people a year to enter legally. So what's the purpose, then, of all these people entering illegally? Why are we allowing so much illegal entry? Well, what is the danger and harm 
caused by encouraging illegals to come to our border from all over the world. And we hold the gate open for them and then take care of them after they enter. They're not coming with special talents or backgrounds that would benefit the American business system. These are, for the most part, unskilled, untrained people that don't speak English and don't even learn English after they get here. What do the facts say about why this is happening? Let's look at truth, not deception. I've been a lot alarmed by what I have found, that the open border is causing both on U.S. citizens and on the illegal traffic as well. First, watch the procedures being forced on the Border Patrol. They are being used like a travel agent processing and releasing illegals into our country. They are the welcoming committee. They open the gates, cut the fence, and usher in the illegal traffic, and then they're taking off of border duties. Supposedly, they're there to protect the border. They're put inside an office, and they're processing these illegals and then releasing them in the United States. That is exposing not only the border states to increased crime, taking jobs away from citizens, but it has spread across the nation, making all our country a border zone. Check out the facts from major cities like New York, Chicago, Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, on and on we could go. The side effects to the local area are funds being taken away from local programs, schools and other public locations being hijacked or illegal migrants are being housed there. Yes, in some places, students are being told to stay home from school because the schools are being filled up with illegal immigrants. What are we doing? What are we thinking? How is this affecting the illegals who don't make it to the border due to being killed, robbed, kidnapped, raped, human trafficking, and bodies littering the migrant traffic uh, routes? After I started this investigation, I became aware of the scope of the planning and networking around the world to publicize, recruit, give instruction manuals on routing, transportations, and this was going to illegal migrants from over 150 countries. This was not just Central America being the issue for the U.S. The travel, migrant camps, along the way, uh, was, uh, had been given money on how to proceed, providing direction for them, food, clothing, and ideas on how to get to the United States and enter the United States, funded by American taxpayers to NGOs that are helping facilitate this mass migration to the American border. The American government is part of it. The current one is. I suspect most of us probably have not heard of the Darien Gap. It doesn't come up in, in publicity. You don't hear anything about it. This is one of the most dangerous crossings route for millions of people headed for the U.S. Now, this Darien Gap is 60 miles long, and it's the unfinished part of the Pan American Highway, which starts in Alaska and goes all the way to the tip of Argentina. The Darien Gap is an imposing obstacle on one of the world's most dangerous migration routes. This remote, roadless crossing on the border between Colombia and Panama consists of more than 60 miles of deep, Dense rainforests, deep mountains, vast swamps. It is the only overland path connecting Central and South America. Over the past years, it's become a 
leading transit point for migrants in search of work and safety in the United States, as authority have cracked down on other routes by air and sea. And I might add, there's many other reasons than just looking for safety and work that these millions of migrants are streaming towards the U.S. However, migrants face many challenges on this land journey uh, northward, including treacherous terrain, exposure to disease, and the violence at the hands of criminal groups. As the number of migrants grow, so does the impact on the indigenous communities whose lands they traverse. According to the Panamanian government, a record number of more than 500,000 that they know about across the Daring Gap to the United States in 2023. This was double the number the year before. And listen to this. Ten years ago, there was approximately 200 people a year trying to cross this gap that is dangerous and life-taking, not just life-threatening. Approximately one-fifth of those who made the crossing were children. The majority were migrants from, originally were from Venezuela, followed by Ecuador and Haiti, but some came from before's way as Angolia, Bangladesh, and Pakistan. Now, interesting. In doing some investigation, I found that there are Chinese camps down at this same general area where all these migrant cramps, camps are being formed for people getting ready to cross the Darien Gap. These Chinese camps are separate. There's very few women or children in them. They're all young men from 20 to the 40s. And they are coming. They're not impoverished. They've got suitcases. They've got clothes. They've got money. And these are not doing the walk through this Daring Gap. They are taking the transportation around it. That's a topic for a whole nother uh, uh, podcast. So why are so many Chinese headed for the United States and going on this journey. They got the money. They could fly directly into the United States, and they could probably get in as easy as it is. But for some reason, they're trying to hide the fact that such a number of these Chinese are coming to the United States. What is their purpose? The Mexican government has made it more difficult for people to fly directly to Tijuana to be able to illegally cross the border. And so now many people have flown into Brazil or Ecuador, where visa policies are much more lax. And then they're heading north to the gap area to make the crossing of the the gap. This area where they all go is uh, in the Cola. uh, uh, It's a major transit point. It's um, on the edge of Panama, Panama, and they're seeking to cross this Daring Gap where they will go to Akanda, and then they will head for the Daring Gap jungle. As I've said, it's a dangerous hike that can take more than 10 days if they make it. Many pay to be led by local guides or coyotes. Along the route, there are smugglers, criminal groups, including members of the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, FARC, and the Goth Clan, a paramilitary group, and Colombia's largest drug cartels. These groups extort, sexually assault, and rob, rape, and there's human trafficking in that jungle much more dangerous than wild animals, insects, and absolute lack of safe drinking water. This is an atrocious, unbelievable 
human tragedy that our government is participating in. Aside from Cenefant, Panama's National Border Service, there's no public policing area. There's no formal loan. There's no help that people can find if they're in trouble. It's impossible to know how many migrants die in that 60 miles of hell. But those interviewed who've made it across say the path they came on through that dairy gap was littered with dead bodies. There's so much more about this human tragedy, which has developed in a large part due to the open border policy since 2021. The uh, U.S. administration has been involved in the logistics to entice hopeless people to go on a journey which could cost them their lives. And it does for so many. My fellow Americans, our future as a free country is at stake. And that is not an exaggeration or intended to create fear. The window for we the people to act is closing quickly. We don't have years to kick the can down the road. We might only have months. And at least 2024 is going to show us if we are going to take back our country and around the corrupt officials that have been running our country. Will you step out of the crowd and do your own investigation? And then stand with us to alert those around you to the dangers that we face. We still have time, if we act, to take back our country. I appreciate all of your comments. And if you have any questions about how a PI might help you with issues in your life or work, please let me know, and I'll get you some answers. You can leave comments on any of the platforms, or for direct email, you can contact me at plittlepi777 at gmail.com. Will you help us by liking, sharing, subscribing? And you know the drill. Hit that notification bell so you'll know about future posts. Will you step out of the crowd? Remember, one can make a difference if we all come together. Until next time, may God bless you. May God bless your family. May God bless America. Be safe.